Welcome to the Virginia Beach Potter's House Sermon Podcast. We're doing something a little different this week. We'll be featuring sermons from the recent Bible conference held at the Door Church in San Antonio, Texas, pastored by Richard Ruby. We're sure these powerful messages will bless your life and help you live for God. And we'll return to our normal schedule next week. God bless. Amen. All right, praise God. John chapter 13, if you have your Bibles. I have a time limit, so uh, I need to jump into this. Good to see you. And uh, my family, we definitely miss you. Uh, Amen. Three years and eight months is a long time. Amen. Uh, God is giving us revival. God is helping us. There is breakthrough over there. And I want to say it's such an honor to minister to you tonight, especially in my pastor's pulpit. And uh, you are our family. Uh, this isn't just a church. We don't view this as some type of religion and, and you're a distant. You are family to us, especially uh, after being away for so long. Uh, that's what we are missing. That's our biggest sacrifice. Yes, we like Chick-fil-A. We like enchiladas, homemade tortillas. So my wife stepped it up, amen. She makes homemade tortillas and enchiladas uh, verdes. But you know, that's not the real sacrifice. The sacrifice is being away from you uh, and from our family, our friends. Uh, and we, we miss you guys deeply. Uh, definitely glad to be here with you. Uh, I told uh, Yolanda, I told her, uh, God bless you in Vietnamese. I said, chill ban phuc. And she said, you have a bad foot. <laughs> Amen. My, my family loves you so much. Amen. And thank you for your prayers. Uh, my response to your prayers is God bless you with them tenfold. Amen. Uh, also, uh, tonight, uh, we have uh, our landlord here. She drove from Florida. This is our landlord in Vietnam. Her name is uh, Miss Lin Hung, and uh, she's here. She's been such a blessing to our congregation. Uh, please pray for her uh, that God would give her answered prayers. She has a, a generous heart. There's big things that she wants to do to help Pastor Rudy out uh, and his family. Uh, and so pray for her. She's such a giver. She wants more money so she can give it away. And she gives it away. Amen. All right. Praise God. Uh, uh, real quick, if I have any uh, Vietnam veterans here tonight, can I ask you to please stand? Amen. Amen. Now, please stay standing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else, Vietnam veterans, please stand. Amen. Or you had family that fought in Vietnam, please stand. Amen. Look at that. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to tell you tonight, thank you. On behalf of Vietnam, there's a lot of Vietnamese men and women that know what you did, what your family did was an honest to God sacrifice and investment into their nation to make it better. They understand. They know. They say America is number one. Amen. All right. You can have a seat. Amen. I'm not going to have you stand the whole time. All right. I'm so used to the, the heat. Give me a moment. I'm so used to the heat in Vietnam that my mouth is dry. 
My lips are chapped. It's freezing in here. Amen. I bet you our Vietnamese disciples are laughing right now. They said you can go online to Facebook and look at the comments. You're going to put nothing but fire emojis. All right. Amen. Years ago, I came across an idea, the parachute riggers. This is people who pack parachutes. And I was talking about this idea with my dad, and uh, he reminded me that he is uh, in 101st uh, Airborne. He completely, uh, or this completely slipped my mind. Uh, he told me he jumped out of a plane 299 times. Uh, and then uh, when it came uh, time for him to retire, his first sergeant uh, recommended uh, that they were going to have some nice ceremony. Uh, he was going to jump out of the plane one more time just to make it an even 300. And my dad said, no. He said 299 times was good enough. It worked then. I don't need to test it again. Amen. Uh, go ahead and put that picture up, brother. This is, this is my dad. This is a, a news article in El Paso. It shows him uh, uh, gathering his shoot. And uh, amen. This is what I want to look at with you tonight. How many know it's pretty scary, scary to jump out of a plane? And uh, I want to talk to you about parachute riggers. Imagine... Uh, being responsible to pack parachutes for thousands of soldiers and their lives is in your hands on how good you pack their parachute. That's what our fellowship is. That's what making disciples is. It is packing their parachute and your disciple depends on what you do, how you live. And so uh, I want to look at that with you tonight uh, in John chapter 13. Uh, the background of our story is Jesus, he's in the upper room, uh, he's having uh, the last supper, they're having communion, uh, and uh, uh, he's uh, giving instructions uh, to the disciples, uh, and then he gives them an example by washing their feet. And this is what I want to talk to you about tonight, John 13, verse 12 through 17, uh, the Bible says uh, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Amen. Help me pray tonight. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for the privilege to minister your word to any congregation, especially this congregation and this conference body, Lord God. I'm asking that you will anoint your word, Father. I'm asking that you will pour out your spirit. And I'm asking, God, that you will raise up workers, laborers, God, that you will send them into the harvest. Give them dominion and boldness, God, and confirm your word tonight by pouring out your spirit. Spirit in Jesus' name, and God's people said, "Amen," and "Amen." The first point I want to look at you uh, with you. Actually, let me give you my title. My title is "Follow Me, Bring Your Parachute." 
And the first point I want to look at with you is the power of example. And so the background of our text, uh, Jesus uh, is at the end of his ministry. Uh, he's uh, shortly going to be arrested, uh, taken away, have a mock trial and crucified. Uh, but before he does, uh, he's meeting with his disciples. Uh, he's having communion with them. Uh, and in this text, uh, in uh, this portion of scripture, uh, it's a lot of revelation. Uh, you have revelation about the forgiveness of sins uh, by the Passover. You have a, a glimpse uh, of the idea of the rapture. Uh, you have uh, an engagement where Jesus uh, passes uh, the communion cup to them. Uh, and if they drink it, it is saying, yes, uh, I agree. I am engaged to you. Uh, I am waiting for you to come back. Uh, you have all types of revelation. Uh, and then Jesus moves uh, and he gives some more instructions. He says, uh, I'm going to show you something uh, by washing your feet. He says, I'm going to give you an example. Do you know what I have done for you? And Jesus says very plainly, I have an example I want you to follow. Since the very beginning, Jesus has been saying, follow me. This was not just to the 12 disciples uh, walking with him. This is for everyone who will be his disciple uh, and everyone who will make disciples. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, uh, it says, Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. Uh, and lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. He says, teach them, give them an example to follow. Philippians chapter four, this is Paul. He's writing to the church. He tells them the things which you learned, you received, you heard, you saw in me, these things do. And the God of peace will be with you. This is the pattern or the formula of the kingdom of God. It is an example. It is the main example. It is Jesus Christ. It is God becoming a man telling me and you, this is how I want you to live. Can you say amen? And so uh, when we look at this idea that it's our responsibility to pack the parachute uh, for those who are following following us, uh, when this begins to dawn on our mind uh, that people are depending on us uh, and by what we do, uh, the example we live, uh, what we say, uh, what we believe uh, is going to impact them, this can be very staggering. This can be a very weighty responsibility to feel upon our shoulders. Uh, what you say, what you believe, uh, you begin to feel the weight of your responsibility People have said, I trust you. I'm putting my life in your hands. Right now, uh, there's a disciple there in our church in Vietnam. Uh, I've been working with him uh, for over three years. Uh, I saw him uh, when he was uh, rough around the edges. I uh, uh, was working uh, with his uh, fiance or his wife. Uh, they weren't dating at the time when they came into the church. Uh, now they're married. Uh, they're about to have a baby. Maybe this week, next week, or the following week. Uh, uh, they said maybe October 9th, uh, hopefully on pastor's birthday, uh, and uh, well, they went to the doctor, uh, and the doctor said that, that the baby's uh, uh, pulmonary artery uh, is, is too narrow. 
that it's not getting enough blood into the lungs. And the doctor is giving these negative reports and they're scared. They're, they don't know what to do. They're questioning on what's going to happen to this baby. And I told them, I said, listen, you got married. You did it right. You've been serving God before you conceived. You prayed. You asked for this baby. This baby is a gift from God. This baby is going to be healthy. We're praying. We're fasting. We're believing God. Just yesterday, I talked to him. He said they had their hospital visit, and the doctors didn't say nothing. The baby's healthy. I remember when I had this conversation with him, he was shocked, and he said, you know what? You're right, and thank you for that. What we believe, how we contend, what we say impacts those who follow us. What you do and who you are really matters. This isn't just, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to preach sound doctrine. I'm going to read books. uh, I'm going to have illustrations. uh, No, no, no. This goes all the way down to your soul, to your spirit, uh, to the thoughts in your heart. uh, Whatever is going on there in the secret is going to produce uh, uh, the the outcome uh, in disciples' lives. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Oh my gosh, I got to get used to this weather. It says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and others, uh, or those who hear you. Let me give you some more parachute rigor facts. It says uh, that when you become a rigger, you need to learn how to fold the chute. Uh, You need to learn how to uh, work with the suspension lines. Uh, And once you've mastered this process, uh, you will jump out of a plane with the chute that you packed. How many of you ready for that? Based off of what you do, you're going to live or you're going to fall. It says the parachute riggers, they have to jump every three months. They have to keep their certification up. One of the pledges of being a rigger is I will stand ready to jump with any parachute which I have certified as properly packed. The motto of parachute riggers is I will be sure always. It says there's a zero tolerance, zero defect uh, um, uh, policy. He said, all the parachutes that are packed, uh, they carry full bird kernels uh, or they carry privates. It doesn't matter. Uh, everything that you do, lives are depending upon it. He says, uh, every once in a while, the, the uh, superior will come to a rigger and say, all right, it's time. Uh, go to the other room, grab your chute and get on the bird. We're going to do a random check. How are you living? Amen. If the people you love follow your example, how close are they going to be to Jesus? Amen. This isn't just for pastors tonight. Would they be sinning? Would they go to heaven? Where are you leading them? Some people don't want to be a role model. You, you, I know most of you know Charles Barkley said, uh, I didn't ask to be the, the role model. 
I know some Christian rappers that say, I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper who's a Christian. I don't want to be a role model. I don't want people to follow me. But how many know uh, people follow us no matter what? Even if we're not in a place of leadership, there's somebody uh, that is following us. Uh, And so uh, people who are famous, they say, no, don't look at me. Don't look at my life. Don't look at how I live. But they love all the benefits that they get for being known. They just don't want to be accountable for how they live. Romans 14, 7 says, None of us lives to themselves. No one dies to themselves. You know, people still believe the lie that their example doesn't matter. Why are you worried about my life? It's my sin. Don't tell me nothing about my sin. You go live your life. Well, guess what? Your sin affects other people. Can you say amen? My sin affects my family. If I choose to live a life of sin, I'm going to bring curses into my family. I'm going to be ineffective in working with people and preaching the gospel. Can you say amen? You know, the first time God spoke to me, uh, nobody witnessed to me. I I was uh, uh, doing a lot of drugs. And so, by the way, if you want to be used by God, you can be used by God, any one of you. And uh, I was doing a lot of drugs, stayed up a week straight, uh, and my life was falling apart. Uh, and I asked, uh, uh, I asked my older brother, I said, uh, look at my life. Uh, all these things are not working. What's going on? Uh, and he told me the biggest trick the devil pulled is convincing the world he doesn't exist. Uh, I think my brother was trying to be cool. Later on, he told me I was quoting a movie. Uh, little did he know he was quoting Revelations chapter 12. Uh, and God took those words and he opened Open my eyes and I began to think about the world and how everybody lives. And yes, they live like they're going to get away with their sin and there's no consequences. Even if nobody saw, they're smart enough to get away. I said, yeah, that's, that's true. And then I started looking at myself and say, yeah, I'm broken in my sin. I'm believing the same lie. During that time, God spoke to me and he asked me, he said, do you want your son to taste a tablespoon of the pain you're going through? My answer was no. It was no. I don't want him to go through this. I love him enough to try and do something to break the cycle, to break the curse. Amen. I want to tell you tonight, I liked my sin. Yeah, what kind of pastor is that? Amen. I'm going to keep it real with you. I liked my sin, but I love my son and my children more. And I decided, you know what, I'm not going to have them follow me into sin. I'm going to break the curse, and I'm going to invite the blessing of God in their life. Can you say amen? There's a book called The Devil's Highway. This book talks about, uh, uh, it talks about um, uh, uh, immigrants uh, and aliens uh, uh, from Mexico. They're trying to find their way across the border. And it talks about what uh, the people do. Uh, they'll find somebody. They'll hire them. They'll say, I know the route in order to get you uh, into America, into the promised land. And I will tell you, this is the promised land. Amen. Uh, after being away for three and a ha- uh, half years. Uh, and uh, so they'll hire these people and uh, they'll take them through the desert. Uh, and it tells you all of the, the horrible stuff uh, that happens to these people who believe them. They give them all their money. uh, They take with them two gallons of water if they're lucky, uh, maybe less than that. uh, And then they have the sun beating down on them uh, and they say, just follow me uh, into the devil's highway. 
I want to tell you, uh, that's what happens and that's what it looks like when we don't care about the people that are following us. We, we don't care what happens to them. We just care what happens to us. Can you say amen? There's another book. It's called Intellectuals. It's by Paul Johnson. He writes about uh, the uh, Enlightenment movement. A lot of men who wrote books that are influential, uh, that have changed uh, nations, uh, economics, uh, and uh, there's a, a few in there that are very interesting. And what Paul Johnson, what his aim is doing is trying to show you, uh, even though these men, they might have intellect uh, and uh, they might have uh, ideas that seem very good, uh, you need to look at their life uh, and see how they're living before you follow their ideas. Uh, Karl Marx, uh, we know he's the one who produced communism. And if you looked at this man's life, he was a deadbeat. He didn't want to get a job. He, he would uh, basically uh, neglect all his children. The house was always a mess. Uh, amen. No, I'm not describing you. Uh, amen. Don't be convicted. Uh, amen. Uh, and uh, uh, this is Karl Marx. You know, he has all these uh, 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 quote-unquote good ideas, but his life uh, uh, and his example is falling apart all of their children uh, what they would do a lot of these intellectuals uh, is they would take them to the orphanage and say the government is responsible for taking care of my kids you know i live in vietnam and uh vietnam is communist and uh their whole their whole uh, uh idea is we're going to take all the money and we're going to redistribute it and make everybody equal but i want to tell you it's not all equal over there you got some people driving Ferraris, uh, Bentleys, uh, Lamborghinis, uh, and you have me on a motorbike. Amen. Your example is powerful. You know, over there in this uh, uh, communist nation that I live in, uh, uh, right next door uh, to our church is a government office. It's been that way for four years. That's the, the uh, a building uh, that uh, Chris and Danielle were in when we came and took over. And God is giving us complete favor. Uh, but you know, uh, in a communist nation, they want control. They're trying to communicate fear. They want you to be intimidated. They don't want you to preach the gospel. A foreigner uh, should not be uh, ministering to a Vietnamese person. A foreigner can minister to another foreigner, but not to a Vietnamese person. And uh, communism is not bringing a blessing there. But what happened is Vietnam opened up their doors uh, and they allowed other foreign countries to come and do business uh, well that's not communism that's capitalism I was going through a Bible study with our disciples one morning and we were reading in Revelations uh, on how God is going to judge all of us based off of uh, how we live. Uh, and it says uh, that some are, are going to be rewarded uh, and others, uh, it, it says uh, they're barely going to escape through the fire. Corinthians mentions this. Uh, and I said, would you look at that? Capitalism made it into heaven. You know, we might have good ideas. What about our example? Our example is powerful. You know, when I was in Houston, Pastor uh, Ray Ruby, he came and preached for Pastor Correa. And while he was preaching, he mentioned Pastor Ruby, Pastor Richard Ruby. 
And he said uh, that when uh, Pastor Ruby was a young man and uh, he would get home from school, I hope that I'm not lying. He would get home from school. He would come into the house. He would throw his uh, backpack down and then he would go uh, into the prayer closet and pray. Amen. Think about that. Here is a, a, a teenage young man who said in the secret, in the quiet place, I'm going to have this. I'm going to go and pray. But look at what that example has done for us. I know a lot of teenagers right now, you're stirred up. You're thinking maybe, you know what, I'm going to follow the same example. Pastor Wayman Mitchell, Pastor Warner, when uh, uh, we planted the first church, Pastor Warner uh, was paralyzed. We know the story. His back is broken. Uh, and uh, some people in the church, they say, see, this is confirmation. This isn't the will of God. And Pastor Mitchell gets up, does an altar call and says, uh, uh, we are not going to accept this. Uh, the devil's trying to attack us. He's trying to intimidate us. Uh, and, he, and he said, uh, for every one the devil hits, we're going to send 10 in his place. Uh, can you say amen? That's our example. That's the one that we received. I heard also a testimony about Pastor Warner that when he had cancer, he had chemotherapy, he was losing weight, he lost his hair, but still every morning he would go to morning prayer in his wheelchair and he said, if I don't go, they won't go. That is the power of our example. Just the other day I, I called uh, uh, one of the disciples there in Vietnam, uh, and he said, Pastor, I was there in morning prayer, and I felt like you were behind me. I said, Amen. That is our example. We don't quit. You know, uh, uh, one of the couples just got married there in Vietnam, and uh, they got pregnant too. Hallelujah. We're being fruitful. People are being added to the church. And uh, we went to uh, their hometown. It was about six hours away from Saigon. As we're there, uh, they want to give their testimony. They want to minister in their hometown. Uh, and uh, uh, there's a local pastor there. He knows I'm a pastor. And he says, uh, uh, I'm going to let your pastor preach. And I said, oh, praise God. You're going to let me preach? And then I told my translator, I said, hey, man, I'm going to pray for the sick. We're going to turn this into a healing crusade. And so I got up. I ministered during their wedding little ceremony rituals and preached a short sermon. And then I asked for people to come up to be healed. And God moved. People's backs were healed. These these ladies were freaking out. They're smiling. They're telling me. I got healed. God really touched me. I got healed. I said, amen. Praise God. Uh, there was some other ladies. Uh, they were deaf uh, for six years, uh, one of them. Uh, and uh, another one had uh, uh, a deaf ear. Uh, and uh, we began to pray for them. And guess what? God opened their ears. Amen. Uh, they're, they're blown away by it. Uh, and uh, how I prayed for them is by what Pastor Wayman Mitchell showed me. Can you say Amen. Whisper, the blood of Jesus sets me free. The blood of Jesus breaks the curse. What ended up happening is right after that, the police came. Amen. I left. We prayed for about, I don't know, 50 people. We left. We went to the hotel. Me and my family were there. We have the victory. We don't know that the police are there visiting. 
And we're in our hotel room. We have the victory. We're praising God. What an opportunity to, to minister in that uh, uh, dimension there in Vietnam. And uh, we're just relaxing in our hotel room. And all of a sudden, here comes the owner of the hotel knocking on my door. And they're saying, come, bring your passports. So we, I, I, uh, I'm getting ready to go to sleep. It's already late at night. I'm wearing my jersey shorts uh, and a muscle shirt uh, and uh, uh, the, the shoes they have there, you can't have your shoes on inside. Uh, the shoes they have there are some little uh, small, tiny little slides, uh, sandals. Uh, and so I put my, my big toe in one of them. And, and then I go down there. I'm walking down there, down the stairs. Uh, and I go and I stand right in front of the police officer. And he's asking me what's happening. Uh, what am I doing there? Uh, where are my passports? Uh, and it happens that at that time, while we were there, I didn't have my passports with me. I was getting my visas updated. And so I had a picture of my passport. I gave that to the officer. And uh, what they do there is really they try and intimidate you and say, don't be doing what you're doing. They want you to have a spirit of fear on you that makes you withdraw, makes you scared. And uh, I tell you what, I'm scared of Pastor Ruby if I get kicked out of the nation. But God called us there, and we have, we have an example in our fellowship uh, that doesn't back down. Can you say amen? That says, I'm not going to be afraid. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says, And we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You know, there's another famous quote I want to tell you. Don't talk about it, be about it. Amen. I remember when I was here in the mother church, some guys used to like to talk smack a lot. Amen. They would say, you know, we're going to go play basketball. You know, you're going to lose. I'm going to beat you, all this stuff. And I'll just go like that. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Show me. Can you say amen? Have an example. Jesus said, I've given you an example. Look at our text. It says, do you know what I have done to you? If I, you also, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. If you know, blessed are you if you do them. It's not enough to know. Can you say amen? We have to follow through. Amen. Praise God. There's a book. Uh, I talked to Pastor Jesse Cluck not too long ago. I asked him for some Pentecostal books, and he gave me uh, some biographies. Uh, and uh, one of them is Oral Roberts. Uh, if you read through his biography, it's powerful. This man's conversion, uh, uh, praise for the sick. People are radically healed. And one of the things that God spoke to him uh, is, I want you to read the Gospels uh, and the book of Acts uh, three times uh, in 30 days in one month. Uh, he does this, uh, and uh, he uh, uh, is asking God, uh, uh, I need need you to answer me. I need you uh, to confirm uh, that you're going to use me to fulfill this ministry. Uh, and God finally speaks to him and says, uh, you're going to feel my presence uh, in your right hand. Uh, but the main point that he's trying to communicate in his biography uh, is there's one example he's supposed to follow, uh, and that's Jesus's. Can you say amen? You read A.A. Uh, a. Allen, uh, 
this man uh, also another powerful miracle healing ministry, uh, and he wrote a book about how much uh, the the price uh, that it costs in order to have power from God. And if you read through this book, it's Holy Ghost, uh, and what he is saying is follow the example of Jesus, and you will have power from God. Simple. How did Jesus live? What did Jesus do? How did he treat people? How did he love people? How did he pray? You know, Nelson Mandela, he said, if you want to change the world, change education. You know, there's all that. And they're trying to teach in our school. My second point very quickly is trusting the example. In the text, we have the upper room and you have the 12 disciples, but you also, you got, you got Judas and Peter there. You have two disciples uh, that fell. You always have one that trusts the example and one that doesn't. Can you say amen? If we're going to be saved, if we're going to have an anointed, affected ministry, we must follow the example God has given us. And I'm not just talking about Jesus. I'm talking about your pastor. There has to be something in your heart that says, uh, I follow this man. If there's something in your heart that says, no, uh, I'm going to hold reserves, uh, or I know better than my pastor, uh, I want to tell you, you can't fake this. If you act like uh, you're following, but you're not following, uh, it will be revealed. Can you say amen? In the text, in our main text, it says, you're not greater than your master. Yes, your pastor is your master. Amen. Take my rod and go and lay it on the child, and the child's going to be resurrected. The disciple does exactly what his pastor told him to do, but nothing happens. Do you know why nothing happens? Because you can't fake this. You either have a connection or you don't. There's either anointing or there's not. I love it when Pastor Roman said that he went preaching around uh, uh, some different churches and he sees uh, uh, Pastor Ruby's guys uh, and some of them, they got Pastor Ruby's hop uh, and some of them, uh, they cleaning the ear like Pastor does that uh, and and, and, uh, they're looking up uh, and all that. He said, uh, but one thing they're missing is his anointing because you can't fake that. You either have a right heart or you don't. Are you your pastor's disciple? You know, uh, I've had the privilege of ministering in different places. And uh, there's often times where people will come and they'll say, I, if I close my eyes, I can hear Pastor Ruby. And man, I want to tell you, that's humbling. But thank God. Can you say amen? Thank God that the, uh, uh, the, the inheritance and the anointing is flowing down. God said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. You can't fake this. If you're following, you'll be blessed. You know, Pastor Mitchell said, if you want what we have, then do what we do. Follow the example. There is a pattern. There is a formula. It's a godly formula. And Jesus said, I have given you an example. Let God be true and every man a liar. Can you say amen? And when you read the Bible, God tells us, uh, if you do this, uh, then I will. Are you following the example? Let me talk quickly about the practicals. There there is uh, 
uh, uh, many people, they ask me about the effectiveness of, uh, 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 amen, Pastor Ruby. And they say, well, what's the secret? What's the secret? I said, you know what the secret is? Uh, I said, uh, every morning uh, he's in morning prayer. And I said, uh, I can count on it. I know exactly where he's sitting. Uh, and I know he's contending. And I know he's praying. I said, that's where it's at. There's an example that we have. Uh, will you follow that? Do you follow that? Do you come to morning prayer? The other thing uh, that you need to do if you're going to follow is you need to put your guard down. You need to trust. Can you say amen? Real quick tonight, uh, when we have altar calls uh, uh, and uh, 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 a man of God preaches the word uh, and we have an opportunity to come and pray in the altar, I want to challenge you uh, to stay in the altar. Ask God to speak to you, uh, to do business with you in our church there in Vietnam. That's what we contend for. Uh, and I want to tell you uh, many times that God would speak to me and give me vision or instruction uh, in an altar. Where, where are all the street preachers at? Raise your hand. You're a street preacher. You're from this church. I want to challenge you. Stay in the altar. Amen. Thank God. Stay in the altar. And when you begin to stay in the altar and people see you staying in the altar, they're going to stay. They'll say, okay, I'm not going to be the only one in the altar. All right, praise God. I know I got to hurry up. When you see your brother's feet are dirty, you follow the example of Jesus. Amen. You don't start uh, making fun of their toes, their dogs. You wash them. You know, reading uh, biographies about miracles uh, and, and uh, uh, these evangelists that see powerful miracles of God, you're going to see there's one thing that they have in common. Before a powerful miracle happens, uh, it says that they're stirred with compassion. And when they're stirred with compassion, the power of God goes out of them. That's the example that Jesus gives us in our text. He's there. He has leaders he's raising up, and he wants them to minister, and he wants them to carry on the work. And he says, if you're going to do this, and if you're going to do it right, you have to have compassion on people. You have to love people. My last point, amen, is epitome. This basically means the perfect example Gandhi said, I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike Christ. When I want to tell you, Gandhi forgot that God washes his disciples' feet. Romans 14 verse 4 says, who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. I want to tell you tonight, if you have in your heart that you're going to follow God's example, if you'll make that resolve, God says, I will make you stand. I will enable you. You will be effective. Amen. In our text. When Jesus washed the disciples' feet, I want you to see what he did. He took off his outer garments. He, he put a towel on. He got a basin of water, and he began to clean each disciple's feet. This towel is connected to him, and as he wipes one disciple's feet and goes to the next, the towel's getting dirtier. Goes to the next, the towel's getting dirtier, 
and the disciples' feet are becoming cleaner and cleaner. This is the symbol of the gospel. And, and Jesus, he takes that towel, he discards it, puts back on his outer garments, and goes back to his place. The Bible says, this is what Jesus did for you and me, that God became a man. He loved us. He died in our place so that if we have faith in him, we can be forgiven of our sins. Can you say amen? When I went to Vietnam, when I made that decision and, and we got the green light to go, it was Friday morning of Bible conference. Uh, and, uh, uh, amen, in the morning I'm praying, I'm, I'm speaking to God, saying, God, you got to talk to me, God, you got to show me. Uh, and I don't want to hear myself pray anymore. I said, I'm going to start praying in tongues. And I started speaking in tongues, and as soon as I did that, God spoke to me, and he said, your father fought in Vietnam. Go ahead and put that last picture up, brother. I hope you got it. This is what God said to me. He said, your father fought in Vietnam, and uh, I didn't remember this. All week of conference, I'm not thinking about this, because my father never gave me one story about Vietnam. This was, this was out of my mind, and uh, uh, when God said this, uh, he meant so much by it. He meant uh, your father's physical boots have been on the ground, uh, but your heavenly father uh, is also there fighting in Vietnam. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to prepare your path. I'm going to establish your footing. The footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Everywhere the sole of your foot treads, I'm going to give you as an inheritance, and I want to tell you that's who we're following can you say amen the epitome the perfect example Jesus and the father we are not doing this alone God is with us maybe you're here tonight and you're not following anymore you're not following anymore because you you've you've sinned you failed you feel condemned you feel guilty you feel like God's going to send you to hell and you stop following you came to church, you're hoping to hear from God, and I want to tell you, this is what God is saying to you. I know who you are. I know what you've done. Come here. I want to wash your feet, pack your parachute, and send you out. Let's bow our heads. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. 
We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.